0: This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fox Given, the one with the Yoni nutritionist. Oh, Whoa. hello, Florence. Hi, Bree. Oh, snap. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> Was it like jinx, triple jinx, <laughs>
1: bio coke? But, yeah. I was so shit oh, yeah, at well,
0: it. That me too. Yeah. I never ever won. I'm just not quick enough. Yeah, not quick enough.
1: Absolutely not. Just fried my brain. Cabbage over here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I am well. I'm well. Wow. I like predicted what you were going to ask me. Then I don't know well, what's happening. I think
1: we're just really in sync. We we ended up having like the best, most deepest chats yesterday, and like we did yeah they were it was some good that I was on my on the phone to my therapist as well today today being like we talked about this and this and and this and yeah it was some good oh my god
0: was she proud of us yeah she
1: was shocking she was like she was like oh my god she was literally had so much joy she was like ah I'm so I'm so happy for you I'm so proud this sounds like a really mature conversation I'm so like oh she was just she was like screaming yeah
0: there's nothing better when you're, than when your therapist is proud of you. Mm-hmm. When your
1: therapist is proud? Apart from when dad's proud, but... Daddy, oh yeah, when dad's <laughs> proud, it is the best. I just- <laughs> um, yeah, but when the therapist is proud, oh my God. And you can hear like the excitement. You're like, wow,
0: I did good. No, it. We, we, we did the good good. Yeah. We, I'm we did the good good. So yeah, we're, I think we're just in sync yeah. right now. It's just we just we're so in sync. We hung out all but yesterday. In answer to you. That wasn't in sync. We're out sync now. <laughs> <laughs> we're <out> sync. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. In it answer to your question, mm. I'm very very well. How are you, Reed? I'm good, thank you. Um
1: I yeah, had a therapy session this morning. So yeah, feeling a lot lighter and more I could deal deal with the world again, which is nice. Way.
0: Mm. Yay, dealing with the world is great. Yes. I love that. Yes.
1: <laughs> Do you have any exciting updates what's been going on on your side of the life since
0: Well, in last week. theme of this week's episode, I did want to talk a little bit about my vaginal health stuff that's going on at the moment. Yes. Since I mm-hmm. got back from America, I I started getting um, bleeding after sex. Ugh. And obviously that's a bit of a warning sign. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not great if you're bleeding after sex. You should always go to the doctor and get it checked out. Um, so that's what I did. She she kind of just said to me, she was like, keep an eye on it. And if it keeps happening, then book booked to come back in and that I can give you your your smear test a little bit early and get all that stuff checked out as well and it continued happening so Mm -hmm. I was like better get my ass back to the doctors and when she was taking my smear test she noticed how easily my cervix just starts bleeding Mm. and what's funny is what you were talking about previously with your diagnosis yeah is that it she she was like it's a really it could be this really common thing called so you said it was like something like egg-trusion. egg troision okay I don't
1: know if I'm pronouncing it right hold on wait I'm gonna get my sheet and you can read it because I might just be reading it wrong hold on. there's also it says in
0: brackets cervical erosion cervical ectropion people will know what we're talking about if they know they probably know you know yeah so
1: uh, <laughs> a cervical ectropion we think mm. is how it pre- is pronounced um and yeah. yeah that is so interesting but I also think it's like you know um we're talking about female health a lot and and we suddenly everything got blown up about endometriosis and we learned more about it mm-hmm. and I, I mean I had several doctors say that I might have endometriosis um because yeah. I think it must have just been a whole new bit of information that went out and all the doctors knew about and I think maybe the same things happened with this Egg tropian where maybe they've just been taught like, oh, instead of endometriosis, it could also be this, so stop sending these poor girls to go and get Mm. like lauroscopies and shit. But it's so it's so hard to know. Like, how do you fucking know?
0: I don't know. So with me, she's booked me in for a cervical scan just in case that it's anything else. So I'm getting my smear test results back, and I'll also go in for a cervical scan in case it's any like. Uh, cysts or polyps. Mm-hmm. I think um which can also happen.
1: I did mine the other way around. I did the scan first and then I had the col cos- colposcopy.
0: I don't have the exact same thing as you either. I'm like I just have the bleeding but no pain. But it could and just it's only after sex. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean we might have the same thing or we might have something different. It's so it's so yeah. symptoms are so different for people. Like maybe if we have the same thing maybe you just don't experience the pain, because yeah. maybe you just don't have like the nerve endings in that particular bit or something like that. Pain is so weird yeah. anyway down there. Um, Cause what I, the pain is. that I feel doesn't feel like it's in my vagina or in my uterus. It feels like it's in my back, like in my rectum Ooh, in like a very yeah. different place. And it, I don't know how to explain it. It's like deep in there. And of course pain manifests in like crazy ways, you know, when you hurt your shoulder yeah. and your lower back hurts
0: and all stuff like that. But anyway. That's what's going on with my body at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I've had conversations with the person that I'm sleeping with at the moment about it and just said, hey, look, like this is going on. Um, It's not very nice. And I just wanted to let you know, because when we have sex, obviously it's affected. And could you please just be gentle with me (laughs) down there? You can be you can be rough with the rest of my body, throw me around, but when you get down to the vagina, just really treat her with care. Okay, please. that's a smart move. But I,
1: what if you don't? What if your vagina doesn't want to be treated with care? Like, what if sexually that doesn't get your vagina off? So you're just like, yeah, I know you shouldn't be pounding me because I'm gonna be in a lot of pain for the next three days. But like, pound me harder. What do you do? Why is my vagina such so, a fucking bitch? <laughs> She's yeah, so fickle.
0: I think. It's easier for me because I love soft, slow sex, like yeah, essentially like uh-huh. slow stuff. That's my fucking jam, mm-hmm. mate. Like I love it rough as well, but like the slow sensual really gets gets me off. So Shit. I think I'm okay with the like, hey, let's just slow down a little bit whilst this is happening. I think
1: you saying that is really turning me on. So maybe I just need to try and slow things down a bit.
0: Oh my God, slowing things down is the hottest thing. Yeah. And it's also like a new thing that you can try with Sam. Yeah. I'm sure you actually did slow it down before and you were yeah. like, oh my God, Florence, I've changed. <laughs> I love slow sex. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I I do remember we've done it before and it has been very good, but it's so hard to go from like something that I, I masturbate over, Get. like the, pe- the pace, the... I just want it to be intense, you know. Like it, we were talking about sensory depri- deprivation. I like sensory overload. Yeah.
0: Mm. But you can get that from slow sex, I think.
1: All right, I'm gonna try it.
0: I'll try it. You got this. Little like we've got some good on vaginas whilst they're going through all this stuff. It's like I think yeah. it's really important. It's perfect timing
1: as well because I'm taking Sam out for a date tonight. It's a secret surprise date. <gasps>
0: Oh, that's gonna be cute. It's gonna end in some nice, slow, romantic sex.
1: Yes, although we say this now, and then sometimes it doesn't, and then you're like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. But that's okay as well,
0: that. especially if like one of us doesn't want to yeah. bang. Um, so true. So okay. Just communicate.
1: Yeah, we're trying really hard to like do like book things in for each other and give each other a little bit more. And I keep the honeymoon period going. So I was like, "Oh, I'm going to book yes. in a nice surprise for us." And yeah.
0: Oh, lovely. Gotta, gotta That's keep really cute, things. and I think it's
1: very important to do that in relationships. Oh my god, it's so so necessary. Otherwise, it just so necessary. It just dies, and you just don't end up doing anything for each other. That's why this is why my yeah. ex and I used to celebrate like every little thing, like every anniversary, mm. every um, yeah, you did. like yeah, like Valentine's Day, everything. Because it's like okay, it's a it's a it's a good. Deadline—it's a good excuse. I mean, excuse is the wrong word, but it's a good thing to aim towards to do something super nice for each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in theme of what we've just been talking about, all our vaginal issues—shall we get Adrian on the yoni nutritionist? Yes. Let's hear what she has to say. Yeah, please. we're gonna fucking grill her. We've got so much. So have to I've ask. got
1: so many questions. I cannot wait <laughs> to sit here what she has to say. It's gonna be good.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Hey Adrian, welcome to Foxgiven, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Thanks for having me. We are so excited to
1: have you on the show and really get into some vaginal health stuff because Florence and I, we're like queen and queen of BV and thrush. I think that's just like, they're our best friends for life that we can't seem to get bloody rid of. So it's a real honor to have you on to, to chat more about it and teach some teach us some good things. But for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. would you mind telling our curious fuckers just who you are from your side?
2: Yes. Hi everybody. My name is Adrian. I'm the Yoni nutritionist and I'm a holistic nutritionist that specializes in holistic nutrition and wellness for women's sexual health, particularly around the very common vaginal infections like bacterial vaginosis, thrush, yeast infections. And I specialize in some of the STIs as well, like HPV and herpes, because I have struggled throughout my life with all of those things. And like you, I have, I'm the the yeast girl. Like I have, (laughs) Struggled my entire life with yeast infections and I've been, I got diagnosed with both HPV and genital herpes, which is HSV2. Um, I've had them for about 20 years and I've struggled with BV and UTIs and all of the things in the meantime. Oh my God. And, UTIs. Ugh. Uh, it got, for me, the reason why I started doing this work was because I went through something called Candida overgrowth which is like mm. a yeast infi- a yeast infection that took over my entire body and it was <gasps> so awful Whoa. and my doctor didn't know anything about it he just kept giving me medication and I'm like something is wrong because I was chronically ill for like almost a year
0: wow yeah what, what happened when it was how did it affect Ugh. your whole body?
2: So I was getting yeast infections once a month, sometimes twice a month, always before my period. Oh, mm-hmm. I was getting cystic acne on my forehead and this was yeah. when I was in my mid-30s mm-hmm. and I was getting this crazy cystic acne on my forehead to the point where I was embarrassed to go out in public. Oh, same. Yeah, it was crazy. I had brain fog so bad that I couldn't remember things that happened yesterday. Like I felt like I was drunk
1: Mm. all
2: the time and I was chronically, like I couldn't remember things and I was chronically tired. And just even though I slept all the time, I had this crazy sinus infection that just wouldn't go away. I got BV2 and I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I kept going back to my doctors and he's like, I don't know, here's a prescription, like that's
1: it. (laughs) Was he a dude?
0: Yeah. Oh oh God. Of course, (laughs) even better, but yeah,
2: but it was so crazy. And then I was like, I, there's something wrong with me. So I, it, I really just took it into my own hands to do my own research. And when I discovered it was this candida overgrowth and that all I had to do was do a, like a special elimination diet. I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like in comparison (laughs) to the suffering I've been dealing with, because it didn't only affect me. Physically, it affected me emotionally and it affected, mm. affected my relationship and my sex life yes. and my work. Like my boss even pulled me aside oh. and was like, are you okay? Like something something's, something's changed else. with you. And I'm like, I honestly don't know what is going on. So
0: it People was- People underestimate how much these things affect your whole self. Yeah, yeah your yeah, whole it's, life. Not, it's not just
1: your vagina. It's like every aspect of your life, your, your core
2: yeah Yeah. it it really is like for a lot of people with vaginas like it is an emotional thing it is when you're chronically struggling and all you think about is your vagina and how it like really makes you feel it really does impact the quality of your life and that's what was happening to me and then when i did this elimination this very specific elimination diet and it worked i was like what the fuck Why isn't anybody talking about this? Like, how did my doctor not know? And it made me angry Mm. because I was like, I've been suffering for like a a long time. And all of my, every aspect of my life has been suffering. So that's when I quit my corporate life of 20 years. I used to be a corporate bitch in a suit. Wow. I quit everything. (laughs) I went back to school to study holistic nutrition. And then I started doing the women's vaginal health stuff because I'm like, People need help and they need somebody to talk to because nobody's talking about this stuff mm-hmm. and it's so taboo still. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like half of the world's population has a vagina. Like, why are we so still mm-hmm. so scared to talk about these things and, and even just mentioning them, so. to
1: your friends or your family, like I've got BV or I've got thrush or yeah, or some kind of infection. It's, it's hard to talk about because a lot of people instantly, so, their gut reaction yeah. is like, well, you must not be clean. Or yeah. you're doing something wrong and it's like, well, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes like we just get a period and it just happens or like I'm taking mm-hmm. acne medication at the moment. and thrush is just again just like, oh hey, you thought you were ridding me, but you're not because it's changing all my bloody pH and everything. So yeah, it people yeah. need to talk about it more. like vaginas are not gross to talk about. talking about infections and what our body does. We need to talk about it to be able to like, deal with it. Yeah. Exactly. I went to
0: the doctor recently um, to about vaginal bleeding and, and kind of other stuff as well. But as well as that, I was talking to her about the BB that I had been suffering with as well. And, What's funny is that I had like two appointments. One where I kind of was like, yeah, it's still kind of a thing, but I'm working on like, I've just started working on my diet and stuff after talking to you, mm-hmm. Adrian. And then the next time I went in, she asked me about how it, it all been going. Oh. And I was like, you know what? It's been so much better. And she was asking me like what I've been cutting out wow. and like getting all the information. She was like, she was like, you really need to talk to people about this because she was like, so many women come in. And she was like, to be honest, as medical professionals, we don't have the answers Mm -hmm. because it's more than just what medicine can give you. It
2: is really crazy with the Western world and Western medicine and healthcare practitioners, because I I do, sympathize with them a little bit because they don't have the holistic knowledge all Mm -hmm. they know is to treat the symptoms and with that you need the medication and sometimes we need the help of medication like there's no way in hell I would try to treat a yeast infection naturally if I get one I get raging yeast infections to the point where I want to like take my toothbrush up my vagina and scratch it like it's like it's so uncomfortable (laughs) but you know and this is why I believe like as a holistic nutritionist, I, I do believe that sometimes we also need the help of Western medicine in combination with a holistic approach because yep. sometimes we just need that relief from the symptoms. We need the help of medication. And in the meantime, we need a holistic approach, which looks at your yeah. diet, which looks at your lifestyle, which looks at stress. And what's going on in your life and your gut health. Like that's the key to all of this is your gut health. Yeah. I wish we could all like work together.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so hard as well because there is such a, uh, a stereotype and bad stigma revolving around holistic medicine. Um, I was definitely brought up to believe that all holistic medicine was just like, Um, like scams and charlatans again I can still hear my mum's voice ringing in my ear Um, and of course that's not how I feel about it now because uh, even even just looking at it from a science point of view placebos literally have scientific proof and evidence to show that they work so why wouldn't something like holistic medicine which goes above and beyond science and also if it works for you it works for you regardless of what you're doing with it and as you said, yeah. I have this misconception of what holistic actually is. I think holistic as being, I don't know, spiritual or in quotation marks, woo-woo. And of course, that's not it. It's looking at not the symptoms. It's not looking at like the science. It's looking at you as a person, where your mind's at, what your body's doing, what you're eating, your stresses. And
0: again, why are we
1: not talking about that? Doctors never ask that shit.
0: But holistic I would doctors say- I would say, like, just to argue against that, like, I would say that it is science. Yeah. Like, what we put in our body, food-wise, is science. If we overeat a certain type of food it's gonna cause different things in our body it's like why when we eat a lot of like fat and sugar and all that stuff we start putting on weight there's a scientific effect yeah if things can put if things can change our body shape physically then they can change the way that our body works internally too
2: there is a science behind it like even even in my when I went to holistic school I studied like chemistry and biology and Mm. all the ways the molecules of food and how it all digests in the body and how it converts to glycogen and all this shit there is a, a, a science behind it and it is like I know what you mean when you say woo woo you think oh crystals and like (laughs)
1: pendulums and like sage burning inside your vagina like (laughs)
2: yeah you know what like sometimes um a mindfulness aspect of it is is really important because I get a lot of people um especially who struggle with chronic infections that are just like I hate my vagina I you know they say these really awful things to themselves and I'm like you know the more you say that The more you're going to start believing it and the more Mm -hmm. you're going to like perpetuate these things I'm like it's not only just your diet and your gut health and the physiological things in your body it's also a lot about what's going on in your mind and the things that you're telling yourself and your stress stress is the number one trigger of Mm -hmm. these vaginal infections aside from like inflammatory inflammation and diet inflammatory foods and our menstruation and stuff like that
0: yeah. I 100% believe that because all my problems started when COVID started, mm-hmm. like the pandemic. And obviously, as a person, I don't think my body had been under so much like stress. We well, were eating so much shit as that well. That shit was scary. Mm-hmm. I was scared, mm-hmm. and terrified for months, years. You know, and that mm-hmm. that's when it all Yeah, literally mm-hmm. we, yeah. we've been in the fight or flight mode in our bodies for so long and They're not used to it, which is why I think I've heard a lot of people have been experiencing more since everything's happened with the pandemic.
1: I liked what you were saying about, you know, being horrible to your vagina. You know, I I just called my vagina a bitch. And when those words came out of my mouth, I was like, but she's not like, maybe I'm just not treating her right. You know, Um, and that's step one, I
0: would say. Yeah,
1: is actually loving your vagina, loving yourself as a whole, not blaming her, blaming yourself and seeing how you can, you know, do. Do her better. Do do what what she wants. Give her what she needs. Which exactly. Is lots of yeah. penis.
2: Lots of penis. <laughs> lots of love. Lots of love. Oh, in whatever love. That way. Yeah. Well, lots of in whatever that is for you. Penises, vaginas, produce. Yeah, penises is toys. for me. That that's
1: um penises just just what she <laughs> needs from me. That's it. Mine aren't always really sexy. <laughs>
0: I've been so excited for this episode because I know that it's going to help so many people. People need to know that there are other people out here struggling Mm -hmm. and also get the answers and things that they can do. When you were going through your, like, the overgrowth times, what were, like, the sort of processes that you went to kind of go down your path of recovery?
2: So I just really had to do a lot of my own work and research and learn about all of this. And it was a lot of trial and error for the past few years, but I did, um, because I had candida overgrowth, I did a candida elimination diet and I had no clue what I was doing at the time. I just did it on my own. And when it, like it was a six week, um, pretty strict elimination diet where I was cutting out all of the crap foods that were causing this candida overgrowth and just like eating whole natural foods so for example i cut out like the inflammatory foods which are gluten dairy and sugar any kind of like anything that had sugar in it i cut out alcohol caffeine and whenever you know whenever i tell people this they're like oh my god that sounds horrible it wasn't like it was it was at the beginning very difficult but you get used mm-hmm. to it um it's an adjustment mm-hmm. it's an adjustment yeah but like the way i was feeling this was easy and and there was no other choice i was just like okay i like where do i how when do i start so it was just like <laughs> yeah. i was eating a lot of um good quality proteins good fats and lots of like green vegetables and over time i got used to it i was also on a very specific antifungal supplement protocol so it re- <laughs> really just like wiped out the bad
1: bacteria And replenished the good bacteria in my gut. Yeah, because that's pretty hard to do when you go, like, have an antibiotic or something. It it wipes out everything. How do you put the good stuff back in?
2: With the food and probiotics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the food. So it's all about, like, digestion and food combining and eating specific foods in a specific way so that your digestion starts to optimally function so that you can eliminate all this bad shit literally and then replenish the good stuff and within four weeks i my skin cleared up that cystic acne Four weeks yeah i didn't i stopped getting yeast infections that sinus infection that i had went away and i could think like i had more energy and i could think clearly and i could remember things and i was like (gasps) Hmm. what in the fuck and at the beginning like i was dating this i was in a relationship and my boyfriend at the time said to me like do you think it all of this stuff could be your diet. And I was like, nah, I eat healthy. (laughs) No, I don't believe in, I don't believe in this holistic woo-woo stuff. Like I eat pretty healthy. (laughs) No, I was not. I was eating all, I was living in Switzerland actually at the time and I was eating all the cheese and all the chocolate and all the bread and all the beer and wine and basically all of the things that were feeding this candida overgrowth causing it to get worse.
1: What are, are those the main things that cause, um... Overgrowths and the candida, like what, what else? like could you list them off so we can know them clearly?
2: Yes. And it is, it's also the same for any other vaginal infection, is what mm-hmm. I'm finding. It's also the same for UTIs, BV, herpes, HPV. Those are the ones I specialize in. So I yeah. know those ones. But it's, it's sugar is the worst. <laughs> Sugar is uh-huh. the worst. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this this sugar is the worst, but the three main inflammatory foods are gluten, dairy, and sugar. And then anything that's like saturated fats, junk mm-hmm. foods, like pre overly processed, pre-packaged foods, because there's so much crap. Like yeah. any all these artificial ingredients you can't pronounce are just like the worst. My my rule is, like, it's pretty simple. If it grows, eat it. If it doesn't grow, don't eat it. Yeah. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: my, over the years now yeah. that I've been doing this for a while, I've, like, literally revolved my lifestyle around my vagina and my diet around my vagina. Because I have to. I'm super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and my vagina is very important to me. My sexual, my sexuality is very important to me. And I feel really yeah. confident when I... My vagina feels good. When my vagina doesn't feel good, yeah. I'm just like wah, wah. Yeah. Like I want to crawl under the covers and not come out until.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? I felt exactly the same way. When I was like really suffering with my BV, it was affecting how I thought about my like my body, like how confident I was in the bedroom. I was just like I feel gross. Like I don't want people to go near me. I'm, I'm ashamed. I was ashamed of myself and my body. And that is a horrible place to be in, mm-hmm. especially when you love sex yeah. and you lo- love intimacy and you wanna be around people. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a big barrier. Mm-hmm. When it comes to sex as well, are there any other things that you would implement in your sex life to be better for your vaginal health as well?
2: Yes. Yes, definitely. There's ejaculation, like uh, from sperm, is um, because of our vaginas' pH. Especially if you're struggling with BV, that's real. This is really important to understand: is our vaginas are more on the acidic pH scale,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah.
2: semen is more alkaline and a lot of times when I talk to women who struggle with BV they get BV every time they have sex with their partner because when their partner ejaculates inside of them it messes with their vaginal pH.
1: Those are exactly the same for me yeah.
2: Yeah like if you are struggling with BV you might want to try and I know it sucks because it kind of takes the fun out of it but you might want to try to avoid ejaculatory sex For a bit until you get it under control. Rule number one of vaginal health, too, is always pee after sex. Always, 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 always always. (laughs) pee. That should just
1: be a rule for everyone. Yes.
0: If there's Uh anything you
2: take from this, it's that pee after sex (laughs) and never mix B to V, which is bum to vagina. Never, ever, 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 ever.
0: What would you say for partners of someone that has a sensitive, vagina, what can they do to help that partner?
2: That's such a good question too, because it is often about their diets as well, because wow. if, if their semen is like too alkaline or also acidic, like that also says a lot about what's going on in their bodies. And you know, a lot of women who come to me with BV because of ejaculatory sex are like, my partner eats like shit and I'm like, he smokes, he eats a lot of sugar and these are the things that can cause BV so it is also important for your partner to be mindful of their diet as well because it affects the the alkalinity pH of their semen which can influence your vaginal health too. Oh
1: god oh god oh god I I wanted to ask about drink we've spoken about food but drink um i mean i know you mentioned alcohol and we all know that alcohol is not going to be good i'm sure that that's when i've had really bad flare-ups before when i've been drinking consistently each week um or like on a regular me is the devil wine wine not great is there anything you can suggest recommend for drink and what to avoid
2: yes Clear, clear alcohols, clear beverages. So it can be a bit of adjustment of an adjustment, especially if you're used to drinking sugary drinks or wine, because trust me, I love my wine too. Like mm. Mm. it's the fermentation in the wine too that is it's a bunch of things in the wine. It's the sugar, the fermentation, and then it can also mess with your hormones, which is in a whole nother topic, but, um, That's also interesting. affecting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, clear alcohols like vodka, tequila, and gin mm-hmm. mixed with mm-hmm. a soda, like soda, just, clear sugarless low sugar soda with some lime and some lemon and maybe some herbs or something to give it some more flavor mm-hmm. and if you do yeah fo- that's what
0: you should have right yeah. that's, what you that's should not what you should avoid that's what you should have, have. yes this should well have. not like should yeah. but like if you want to drink <laughs> it's this better. is the best uh, alcohol it's advice better. from Florence <laughs> yeah
2: and if you need a little bit of sweetener in there like you can always put some stevia in there some honey that's natural I mean,
1: right yeah stevia yeah. agave um yeah. Honey. Not I was too gonna, much, just a little bit. Little, little taster. Um, what about things like um, kombucha and kefir? This is a bit of a to- <laughs> controversial topic
2: because, mm-hmm. you know, these things are promoted to have a lot of probiotics and they're really mm-hmm. good for you and they're really good for your gut health But when you struggle with vaginal infections, particularly yeast and BV infections, fermented foods and fermented drinks like kombucha, kefir, and even sauerkraut and kimchi and those
1: things are
2: actually really bad for you because what's happening is the fermentation from the foods is feeding the fermentation in your gut and it's causing fermentation. It's like that fermentation Mm. can trigger or can trigger or make your vaginal infections
1: worse. Mm-hmm, so true. it's So it's good yeah. for the gut, but not good for the vagina.
0: It's good for I the gut. I believe this as well. Yeah. I, I mean, cut out like so much stuff and then I accidentally I kind of forgot about things like one day and I had a kombucha immediately after I had BB, wow. like a little like a small flare up. Mm. And I was like, What? It was the sugar in it. Mm-hmm, firstly, sugar, yeah. And then
2: yeah, yeah, the, the fermentation. Dementia. I mean, for if you don't struggle with vaginal health issues, I mean, these things are okay. But if you are getting chronic yeast and BV infections, particularly, you want to try to stay away from these fermentated, or fermentated, <laughs> fermented foods and drinks because... <laughs>
1: it actually can make it worse. So um, I know that when I, I was having IBS problems, they really recommended the FODMAP diet and trying to cut all these stuff out for a period of, because in my mind, I didn't want to do it because I thought I have to give up these things for forever. Is it the same with vaginal health, where if you're having issues, you could give them up for a little bit and then it resets and then maybe you can start reintroducing things back into your diet and see if they're okay for you? Or is it like, that's it, you got to give it up for good?
2: No, it's it's the first one you said. Like just okay. it's all about moderation. It's mm-hmm. not like you don't ever need to like it's not like you have to never eat pizza again. Like <laughs> yeah. you should be able to eat these things without it triggering an issue, but once you clear up the issue. And yeah. it takes a little bit of work and time and patience and consistency and discipline. But afterwards, it then it's all about moderation. Like trust me, I love I will crush a pizza like <laughs> Twice a, a month. So like yeah, like I will I, I love to indulge. Like I love bread and but I love ice cream, but like I'm not eating it regularly. I only treat myself once mm-hmm. in a while because otherwise I'm miserable. Like you have to enjoy your life. But like when I was going through the worst of my vaginal health issues, I didn't eat like especially when I was doing the elimination diet, I I wasn't eating any of those things. But afterwards, you can slowly start to reintroduce these foods back into your diet and enjoy them in moderation, but you just have to be mindful of how it makes you feel after. Like you were saying, Florence, earlier, like you drank a kombucha and then all of a sudden, you know, like your body will tell you very quickly if it doesn't like something, mm, just
0: especially have to be your vagina. Yeah, <laughs> you know? she's good at communicating. Yes. yes. <laughs> she is, you just gotta listen. That's the hardest yeah, part. That's <laughs> yeah. the hard part. She had me clitnotized. <laughs> We actually have some questions from our curious fuckers. The first one's making me laugh. Does eating certain foods like pineapple really make it taste better for someone going down on you? I'm dead. It's
2: so funny. Everybody is, I've heard that a lot lately mm. when I tell them what I do. They're like, oh, pineapple, huh? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. I think there is true. There is a certain property of, and that is in Amazing. pineapple that does help to <laughs> enhance the taste and smell of your vagina.
1: Nice. <laughs> Even sperm. So Even sperm interesting.
2: Too. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you know, forget what it's it is? called? No, I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called mm-hmm. in pineapple. That's but so celery good. too. Celery is also good.
0: So someone asked, how can I keep my vagina smelling fresh? Which I think is an interesting one.
2: It's really your diet. And drinking a lot of water. Like a lot of mm-hmm. So you after you said that, but yeah, because <laughs> I think Florence too. Like, wasn't that your experience too? You said you started drinking more water when you were tr- going through your BV stuff. It's just like yeah, mm. tons of water. Making sure you're eating the f- rainbow of fresh fruits and vegetables. Trying to stay away from too much fruit because fruit has mm. fructose, which is sugar. And even though it's a healthy sugar, it's still sugar. At the end of the day, the way it's digested.
1: Um, but making You don't sure want to be just... having five a day, right? Five fruits no. a day. It's like, mix no. those with the vegetables, guys, please. Vegetables, more vegetables than fruit for sure. But
2: like mm. making sure your diet is, you're eating a whole foods diet for the most part, drinking a lot of water, um, managing your stress, just trying to make sure you're taking good care of yourself. And that's the, over time, oh, probiotics are also really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there any particular
2: yes. ones you can recommend probiotics? Because there's just so much out there. There's so much out there. I, I usually recommend a women's health specific probiotic because they've got all of the different strains of probiotics mm-hmm. in them. Some of the most important ones are lactobacillus rhamnosus. If you remember anything from that, just think of rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple other ones that I... I forget exactly what the names of them are, but Lactobacillus rhamnosus is particularly important if you have if you get BV. But I recommend um, twenty five to fifty billion CFUs. That's the measurement of probiotics. Um, if you are struggling with or you just want vaginal health maintenance, mm-hmm. I always take a fifty. I take a fifty women's health specific probiotic supplement blend. Do you do that There's every day? There's lots of them out there. Every day. Can you overdo it? Yes, you can. And actually, there's a version of BV, it's called AV, which stands for aerobic vaginitis, Mm -hmm. which means you have too much good bacteria, and that is even worse than BV. No. Yeah, it is No, (laughs) please. What? Yeah, it's called AV, aerobic vaginitis, with too much good bacteria.
1: Whoa. And it is
2: like, it's like foul smelling some women have told me like it is like yeah it's it's really interesting if you ever are curious to look it up but yeah I feel I feel for people who have who struggle with that because Mm -hmm. it's tough yeah that's a tough one but diet like you guys yeah, like my heart goes out to you. There's also CV, which is cytolytic vaginosis, another form of BV. <laughs> it's like.
1: Fuck's sake. It's
2: crazy. I didn't know
0: these existed. Yeah, it's
2: like three different forms of, of bacterial vaginosis, but it is possible to manage these things. It's just learning about what, how, working with somebody like me, even a naturopath, somebody that can help you really get it under control to the root cause, get to the root.
1: Yeah. Um, Another question we had in is what is microbiome?
2: That's a good question because I think everybody's probably heard of a gut microbiome by (laughs) now, which is like the gut is the home of like thousands of different bacteria and fungus, good and bad both with all kinds of different things like functions usually nutrient absorption and digestion and making sure that they're fighting out viruses and all the things working with all of our systems to keep everything nice and healthy the microbiome is kind of like think of it as like a greenhouse in your gut Mm. (laughs) we have that in our vagina too our vagina has a Mm, microbiome in our in our vagina and it also has lots of good and bad bacteria fungus And it's responsible for fighting off infections Mm -hmm. and like keeping a nice harmonious environment when like foreign intruders, like uh, penises, you know, (laughs) penises and (laughs) sperm and like not clean sex toys. Also, Mm -hmm. side note make sure you're cleaning your sex toys before well after use definitely sometimes before
1: yeah I'm positive um, I was giving myself thrush again by not cleaning my toys properly just like leaving them on the side and then being like okay I'm too lazy to go to the bathroom bloop yeah
2: (laughs) one of the times I got PV was from an unclean sex toy
1: it wasn't it wasn't
2: unclean it Mm -hmm. was just the material and it had collected bacteria while it was I had stored it
1: yes yeah Mm -hmm. so
2: you gotta be careful with that too storing it properly Mm -hmm. but yeah that's interesting um so yeah our vaginal our vaginas have a microbiome that's responsible for protecting our vaginas from infection
0: this is a random add-on but like what do you think about douching
2: no oh god no douching (laughs) no say no to douching (laughs) no it is like i mean um for women who get bv people with vaginas who get bv Sometimes I've heard you could do like um, an apple cider vinegar douche where you put like a very small, very small amount because apple cider vinegar is really strong um, into like some warm water and you can use like an enema kit or a douching kit to, to flush it up there and then flush it out but you got to be careful because acv apple cider vinegar is strong and you don't want to do it too much because it really can mess with the bacteria and flora mm. some i've heard of hydrogen peroxide douches but i don't want to i've never tried that and i don't know enough about that but mm. some women with like chronic BV will try that yeah. but i don't
0: i don't wanna. how how much is too often for those kind of things
2: like every day i would say like if you are, if you notice the BV coming on, a yeast infection coming on, maybe doing it once. Mm,
1: Yeah. And Um, then not for months. No.
2: Yeah. Like maybe just until you start noticing your symptoms getting better, maybe once a week, Mm -hmm. something like that. But yeah, Yeah. I would just honestly, like your vagina is a self-cleaning organ. And if you're concerned about the smell, or the way it feels, maybe you you have a yeast infection or a BV infection coming on or something, like it will clean itself. But if you need just a refresher, try the, the essential oils.
1: Yeah, I have heard about yeah. putting apple cider vinegar in your bath as well, that can be yeah. really good. Um, and so uh, anal douching, is that okay?
2: That I think is okay, like rinsing with water before you have anal sex, I think,
1: yeah. Just, just to be clear, I mean, ICBA to anal douche, if you're going to fuck me in the ass, you have to deal with the mess. Like that's just, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just part of it. oh my god this was so amazing I think this episode is going to have helped so many Mm -hmm. people and that excites me beyond belief because (laughs) we all know the struggles and we just want to spread the awareness I would really love to encourage people to get in touch with you as well and like get all your knowledge get your handbooks your guides because they are so extensive and amazing and really really useful if you are going through all this stuff where can people find you yeah.
2: um, so my main hub of communication is my Instagram which is at Yoni nutritionist and I also have a website which is yoninutritionist.com where I have all kinds of other information I have a free Yoni health grocery list
1: um, that you can
2: download oh, yeah. I'm on TikTok as well but Instagram is my main hub of communication where I've, where I've written and created like 500 posts that are so valuable and We'll just give you a lot of information that you can research on your own. And then when you're ready to do the work, I can help you. I've got four different online guides and programs. I've got my own candida elimination diet. It's called Fuck Candida because it's so annoying. (laughs) I have a BV elimination diet, which Florence, you were doing. I've got my healing herpes holistically guide and my HPV healing guides. And they're helping a lot of people. And it's based on my own experience with healing my vagina from all these things. Mm. And they're now help, and my education and experience as a nutritionist. But now these things are helping other people, and it's just amazing.
0: Oh, that sounds exciting for everyone that just listened to this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And people can book one on ones with you and like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, My vagina's feeling happy and healthy already. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It really helps to
2: talk to somebody who's been through it all because mm-hmm. like sometimes like we've said doctors just don't know that there's just such a huge gap.
1: Yeah. And
2: and things like with the shame and stigma with these vaginal health issues particularly with STIs. I used to talk to my therapist about it and she would never really understand mm-hmm. what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So it's really helpful to talk to somebody who's been through it
1: yeah. and is on yeah. the other
2: side feeling good.
1: Yeah, amazing. You are living proof. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, Curious Fuckers, we hope you've enjoyed this amazing episode. Of course, if you have, share it and spread it wide. Tell
0: everyone. If you know a girlfriend who's got some issues, just send
1: it that way, you know? It
0: might change their life. I feel like we should just share this episode with everyone that owns vaginas. Yes, yes, please. And penis owners as well. I'm sure they deal with a bunch of shit and don't even talk talk about it more so yeah it's, you know what it's helpful for I think this. Mm-hmm. it really is and it. I feel like it just may it will make our shame when dealing with these issues so much less if our partners and the people that are going around having fun with vaginas if they knew about it
1: and of course, like, if you want to stay in touch with Florence and I with Come Curious, find us on Instagram at Come Curious, as well as our personal accounts, Read X and Florence Bark.
0: And remember to give this podcast a rating and review it. Let us know what you think because it really helps us get into more people's ears. Thank you for being here, Curious Fuckers. We will see you next Thursday. Yeah, baby, Hi, like everybody. and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Bye. And bye.
1: bye. <laughs>